Kayleen, good morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. No worries. Here. Yeah, so, thanks for coming in so early. Appreciate it. Okay, so Kayleen, your story is a little bit unique um, because you are you were a patient of the Stollery um, and now you're a nurse. I am. <laughs> so it was actually just shy of 11 years ago. I myself was super sick and ended up coming into the Stollery. Um, changed my life completely. I'm now a healthy, happy, active girl. But yeah, the salary definitely saved my life and for the better as well as I found out my dream career and I went for that and now I'm a nurse just like I always wanted. It's so interesting to me how there are so many people that come through the salary and just like you said kind of realize their dream or realize maybe they want to give back to it mm-hmm. in some way and kind of still remain a part of it a part of this community and a part of the, the kind of feelings or feelings feels like a family it here really does. at totally the salary. Yeah. So okay so Kayleen let's kind of go back in time now and tell mm-hmm. us how you ended up at the salary because uh, you you were very very sick when you did have to come here. You lost 20 pounds in two days? Yeah. So How's that even possible? Yeah. Looking back, I don't know. Like, I don't... It was... I was literally just at school, happy, healthy, nothing really going wrong. Coaches, teachers started noticing I was losing a bit of weight and looking more tired and pale, started drinking a lot. And my mom's like, what's going on with you? You were... Sorry, you were how old? 14. Okay. And so it wasn't until one night I ended up seeing double and I was, like, falling down the stairs. Mom's like, okay, we got to go to the hospital in the morning. So woke up in the morning and rushed me in. I ended up um, getting diagnosed with diabetes, type 1, and holding the record for the highest conscious blood sugar in all of Alberta. Oh, my gosh, Kayleen. Yeah, so for reference, normal is between 4 and 8, and mine was 89.6. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Holy cow. So still to this day, when people find out they don't, doctors, they don't know how I'm here. They didn't think I'd make it through the first night. Like they came in the next morning crying and nurses saying like they were told I was not going to be here. Holy smokes. Okay, so you're 14 though. Was there any indication leading up to that? Or just, just all of a sudden, boom. It just, I guess now that we know what diabetes is, mm. yes, there was signs, but we didn't know what it was. Right. Okay. So like the drinking a lot, the having to go to the bathroom a lot, like yeah. tired, it all makes sense now. But at yeah. the time, my mom just honestly thought the flu was going through our house. So she's okay. like just going through something. And, but yeah, looking back, it's, People, because people would look at me, and I remember one doctor literally told me I look like Body Worlds because you could see every muscle. And now thinking about that, I'm like, yeah, okay, like I probably didn't look very good. Wow. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Did I mean having blood sugar that high? Did you now, with a little bit of perspective looking back on it, like what did that feel like? Like I honestly describe it as feeling like a slug. Like I just had no motivation. Everything they said my blood looked like molasses. Like it was so thick. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That. what would have happened if you hadn't if you if you hadn't come in or that the staller hadn't intervened? Honestly, I wouldn't be here. Wow. 100%. You have yeah. This. I wouldn't have cuz even now that they still have no idea. I went from perfect vision to technically legally blind and it all came back. Like my oh, vision is Italian. back to normal. They they honest they've called me a miracle. They have no idea. They told my parents numerous times like she is a miracle. Yeah, I would say yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A, a record holder <laughs> as well. Yeah, so good there's for you, you hey. got some, yeah. <laughs> some bragging rights, I suppose. Maybe not the record that you yeah. want to hold, but so so when they brought you in then what was what was that process like? It was all a pretty big blur for me cuz I yeah, I couldn't see straight. I couldn't I couldn't tell you what was going on. I knew where I was and everything, yeah. but it was very rushed. I remember coming in and people yelling at my dad as my dad butted the whole line and just like pushed me up there and That's I, a good dad. yeah and I remember like getting pushed down the hallway like nurses running pushing me in wheelchairs and it was all very fast and then once I got like settled and everything and kind of came to realization like what was wrong I was like oh wow like I didn't I never realized how sick I was until they sat me down and said you weren't supposed to be here 
Wow. wow. So how, how, how much time did you spend at the stallery then uh, once you started getting treatment? Ten, 10 days, yeah. And then I was here every two days for two weeks doing, like, clinics and everything. Okay. Okay, so what's, what, what's life like now living with this diabetes? I mean, you know, obviously that your life changed forever. It, yeah, it's forever changed. I'm very fortunate to be able to have an insulin pump. Okay. So my life is a, almost back to normal. It's, I feel like I don't even have it most days. People, like... What does it pump do? Does it monitor your blood sugar and it just sort of responds on its own, almost like your pancreas? Pretty much. So I also have a sensor. So the sensor will monitor my blood sugar, and then my pump is what gives you my gives me my insulin depending what my blood sugar is. Okay. 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 Yeah. So my friends call me I'm just part robot. Yeah. Yeah. I set off airport security, mall securities. (laughs) It's fun. (laughs) Yeah. You got a lot of bragging rights, I guess. And this is now you've been living with this for ten years. Mm -hmm. You were this was when this all happened when you were fourteen. So now this has kind of become a part of normal life. It is. Yeah. Unique about you is that you you said that this kind of helped you realize your dream, and mm-hmm. now you're a nurse. So tell us kind of how that all came came to be. Was it a direct result of having gone through this, this it, seriousness? It was. I remember, and my mom remembers the day I'm sitting in a hospital bed, and I will never forget. I shared a room with a little girl. She was six months old and very very sick, and they told us she may never go home. Um, and it was then when they let me hold her and like rock her and everything and like just the look in her eyes and like I was like I literally remember looking at my mom being like I'm gonna be a nurse and one day I'm gonna be back with the kids and that's my goal. So oh my um, gosh, I'm supposed <laughs> to be telling that story. And, so. and, and it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's um, how does it affect the way that you you care for your patients? I imagine going through something like that mm-hmm. and getting the care that you got would have an impact on the way that you interact with your patients. I feel I can relate to them, and I've very numerous times have sat down with patients and be like, I know what you feel like. I know what it feels like to sit here and not know what's going on. And I was like, but no matter what hospital you're in, you're in the best place you can be. But yeah, I definitely, I'm happy I can relate to people because I do also other nursing friends will pull me in and be like, can you come talk to them? Like, I've talked to many young children being diagnosed with diabetes and I was like, it gets better. You're in a rough spot now, but it will get better, I promise. It's going to be so reassuring as a patient to have somebody that kind of has that perspective. I mean, there are a ton of patients that come through here, over 300,000 patient visits per year. So there's a lot of people coming through and a lot of people that could use that support. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, the number to donate, you can call 407-KIDS or you can text the word STOLLERY to 45678. You can donate 10, 20, or $25 uh, and just make an instant donation and help cases like Kayleen's or, of course, the other hundreds of thousands hundreds that come through here every um, let's go back a bit. You, you, you were talking about 10, 11 years ago where this happened. Yeah, just about 11. Now still being in the medical industry, mm-hmm. um, have you noticed things are different? Would it be handled differently now if somebody came in in your condition? What kind of advancements have you seen in terms of kids' care? Um, I would say just technology. Yeah, yeah. The big change in technology and how like they can monitor different things now because even when I go for checkups and they can test certain blood levels right there where before it would take two days to come back okay. and it's just it's a lot faster I feel kids probably get diagnosed faster helped faster because of technology interesting it's, it's just an amazing story so what's the future for you you, you were at the Stollery for a while what's the plan is it always going to be kid related is that sort of I, your focus I think yeah so right now I'm actually working in emergency at the Misericordia but my goal is still to get back here be back with the kids and yeah wow you gotta be wired a certain way I that's think. what I'm, i you gotta think be a real good person <laughs> we, we we talk about the good stories we're also talking about some of the hard stories when, when you're dealing with kids i mean let's be honest here some mm-hmm. of these stories don't turn out well how do you how do you handle that yeah. I, mean, I mean there's definitely i hope more good days than bad yeah. but just knowing that i changed a life in any way if i could. made their day brighter for that five seconds that i was with them 
I think it's worth it to me because I knew what it felt like to just lay there and literally be helpless, need somebody to do everything for me and just be so sick. So, How does having diabetes affect your daily life and affect you as a nurse? Because you, I mean, it's not like you guys aren't working long <laughs> hours and on your feet all day long. I mean, does, does, it, does it limit you at all? Um, I wouldn't say it limits me anymore. I'm pretty in tune with my body. Like I can read it very well, but it definitely, working long hours, I have to make sure that no matter how busy it gets, like I have to stop, I have to eat, I have to, I have to take care of myself because I can't take care of others if I don't take care of myself first. So it definitely just takes a little more planning, I'd say, than most other days, I guess. Yeah. I mentioned earlier, it kind of feels like the, the people, the staff at the Stollery feel a little bit like a family. Mm-hmm. And um, having the perspective of going through it as a patient and working in it, can you tell us a little bit about the environment that they kind of nurture here at the Stollery? It's definitely family atmosphere. I still hear from everyone's from my pediatric doctor here that I saw for years I still like yeah when I was on the unit upstairs when I was doing my final schooling like I saw one of the nurses that took care of me like she didn't remember me but I was like like they're part of my family they're part of my story and they're gonna be forever wow said it a million times nurses are special they're the best they really and truly are the best yeah you're amazing people if there's nurses. one job that I can't wrap my head around doing it's, it's nursing I because mean, it's, it's you have amazing. to be so selfless <laughs> you have really, just so really good I'm not, I'm not good at that <laughs> and, and, and just being just being able to just to act in a situation of crisis yes. and just knowing what to do you know and not freezing up and just being able to jump in and help and, and, and give your knowledge to somebody that needs it I mean you're truly Kayleen yeah. just a, an incredible story and Thank you. <laughs> just incredible of you to, to be in this position of giving back and, and trying to help. It's it's awesome to see yeah. that. Thanks so much for coming. No worries. Anytime. It. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Kelly. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.